0: So number This is the Give Me Five Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about pop culture, nostalgia, movies, and music. My name is Jimmy, and I am joined by a pale polyamorous seal. There <laughs> you go.
1: And Jesk. Yo. I'm Jesk. <laughs> or, 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 or
0: I am uncomfortable. <laughs> this week we are going to talk about two true crime shows i'll be gone in the
2: dark and unsolved mysteries very briefly on both because we like to f- joke around about stuff and there's really nothing fun to joke around with on either of those shows no. so we're basically going to make fun of ourselves and how i might maybe wet myself a little after watching unsolved mysteries how scared we are <laughs> <laughs> like how
0: i'm never going outside again how it makes you feel the exact same way it did when you were 10 years old will exactly to that. true we'll be also talking about the novel i'm thinking of ending things and the 1971 british cult classic psychomania is it really a cult classic it has become but i think mostly across the pond okay. Yeah. And who the hell is Jesk? Oh, that's hard to explain. Uh, Jesk is the... It's you. (laughs) It's me. Jesk is the often reincarnated boyfriend of Nadja from what we do in the shadows who always gets his head cut off.
2: Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, pretty much. And occasionally gets new names like Jeff.
0: But she can't
2: pronounce Jeff
0: for some reason.
2: And she hates name because she hates the way it feels in her mouth. Ah. <laughs> her words, not mine. That's uh, right. Yeah. So that was a, a little bit of a spoiler about what we do in the shadows, which all of you people should be watching mm. more and. than listening to us. So stop right now. Go watch it. Come back about. There's been what, two seasons, uh, about 20 hours. Um I actually started a new show, so I'll be watching that first. Well, you do that. But anyway, this is a review show. We review things in the process of reviewing things. We spoil things. We try to avoid anything that would make the enjoyment of said things less good. So if we're about to talk to something that you'd be really upset if we spoiled, go away. Not forever. Just go away. Come back. And tell us whether... (laughs) Wow. Wow. Or suck it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, that's all oh Go suck it yeah news give me some I news.
0: Have, I've got some news that broke uh just today, July eighth uh which you are probably listening to this after the fact it's a a little local, but it's uh it's one of those things that's important to me um I'm sad to see i'm sad to say that spooky Empire. For this year has been canceled
1: oh, that makes me sad yeah because that that does mean that megacon may fall victim again as well yeah as you have heard about on this
0: show and probably elsewhere megacon the uh large event their flagship event was canceled this year and um, set up as a special edition for Halloween. Now that's about the same time Spooky Empire was going to take place. I was, was
1: going to say, when was, do you know when it was actually scheduled? When was it scheduled? Uh, for the MegaCon event or Spooky Empire? Spooky Empire. Uh, Spooky Empire was
0: Halloween. It, it typically always is. Oh, okay. But, uh, canceled as of today, unfortunately, but, uh, probably, The right course of action. I don't know. Things could drastically improve between now and then. But I am sad to see that because there are people I haven't met yet that I need to. I was very much looking forward to meeting Bruce Campbell and Kane Hodder.
2: Uh, That is typically one of the events where everyone tends to wear masks anyway.
0: That's true, but there are only so many precautions you can take. Yeah. Uh, What other news do we have, gentlemen? Well,
2: well, you Uh, mentioned spooky stuff. Yes. So there was a little bit of a Halloween uh, news today, like the movie Halloween. They, of course, did the – I forget what it was called, what it was. It was a sequel, but it was – there was a bunch of movies in between. But a lot of the original people – ignored. Like yeah, so it was basically what Halloween one, two, and then they skipped all the other ones, and then this one came out a couple years ago. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I've watched it multiple times and is held up to repeat viewings. In fact, that's one of those movies I will now put on when I just want something spooky and not pay attention all that much because I know it fairly well. But if you guys remember the uh, the end of that movie, what was one of the thoughts when when Laurie strode captured? Michael Myers in her house. And then there were what metal bars. There was fire. They were driving away and everyone was like, well, how the hell are they going to do this? Right? Like, how why, are they going to do a sequel?
1: Well, my thought was, why didn't she just shoot him through the bars? Yeah, that was absolutely
2: one of those, one of those things. Like if you learn from your mistakes, basically.
1: Yeah. Don't be a dumbass.
2: So they did release a teaser trailer today. This is for Halloween and, uh, Halloween Kills, Mm -hmm. which will come out uh, on October 15th of 2021. And the teaser trailers are – it's short, but it shows basically the end scene with everyone in the truck escaping, Mm -hmm. um, bloodied and unhappy. Clearly filmed back when they filmed the previous, I would assume. And as they are driving away down the street at a rapid pace – they see a bunch of fire trucks going the other direction at a, like a bunch. And they're, they're like, no, 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 don't turn around. Let it burn. Let him burn. And that's basically that comes in. It does that and then it cuts out. And with that one little teaser sequence, you're like, Oh crap. <laughs> Which I thought was a very well done mm-hmm. little teaser. Um, th- I, it was like, Oh crap. Because it basically said everything you need to know. Like, I need to see no more trailers for this movie because I know that at least that part's going to hold up. And let's get the movie started. Uh, Halloween Ends will also be kind of – I guess they film both of them at the same time. I'm not really sure. Uh it will come out on October 14th of 2022. Both of these movies have been delayed from their original dates. But as a result, they are going to also release them in IMAX. So they're going to have the the chance to upsample them to IMAX. So. Mm-hmm would be Michael Myers in in full f- four stories of screen would be kind of cool. That's what I got.
1: Excellent. Um I was I don't know if I've mentioned it uh already on one of the previous episodes uh Disney officially canceled Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Yep. You mentioned it as a very briefly. Okay. They, they officially canceled Mickey's not so scary. Halloween universal, however, is going forward with Halloween horror nights. Mm. So there will be a Halloween horror nights. I spoke with some, with some team leads or whatever at the garage sale that they had recently. And they said they're, they're hiring scare actors as we speak. So they're planning on doing. A a Halloween Horror Nights. So I love me some Halloween Horror Nights. It may not be all that crowded. I may be super excited to go. And on top of that, it may be that they send you through the houses six feet apart. So you'll get all the good scares. That'd be kind of nice. That would be a staggered entry. Mm-hmm. And that being said, Disney also officially opened Magic Kingdom was open yesterday for cast preview, and they will be opening it for regular. I believe it was either today or tomorrow. Might be Thursday for for regular admission. But you again, you have to have a reservation. You can't just show up and come in. Hmm. Got it. It'll be a while before I do that. I'm going on Saturday. Jill I will have pres-
0: to fill a s- in with
1: all the nitty-gritty details. Jen went yesterday. She mm-hmm. said literally, literally every ride was a walk-on. Because they're... Damn. Well, one it, one, it was cast preview. But two, they're also limiting the number of people who can come into the park. She says she says she's, she's rarely seen the park ever this empty. So, like, every ride was a walk-on. Now, how it'll be once it opens to the public, they may up the numbers some or or not. Maybe Disney still has a lot of cast members who, who aren't here. They may have gone home. Cause I believe Disney has a large out of area cast pool, <laughs> but yeah. we'll see. I'll let that, you know after Saturday. Yeah, definitely. And I,
0: I don't imagine that there are as many people flying in from out of the country or mm-hmm. out of state to, so, to do that. Um, even if they can. So I'm looking forward to to hearing about it. And I, take, I would take some almost pictures. Say,
1: I would almost say that that if you can get a reservation, try and get one early because that'll be the best time to go when the numbers are low people are still being careful and they're still being super conscious about cleaning everything and making sure everybody stays as far apart as they're supposed to be, because that's one of the things that they're going to do when they first open up, because I believe there's like certain requirements and stuff they have to meet as far as the health department is concerned. Otherwise they'll shut Mm -hmm. them down. So before they get all lax, it might be a good idea to get in there with a reservation while the crowds are still super low and you can control some of that stuff. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, people throughout the day stop. Yeah, I already washed my hands seven times today. Maybe I'll just eat this Rice Krispie Treat without washing my hands. That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't suggest you touch their Rice Krispie Treat after they've done that. <laughs> I might. <Yeah. laughs>
2: you know me. I like I like stealing a good Rice Krispie Treat every once in a while. It's usually yours, but...
1: Well, then you get what you get. Hey, you know how often Rob touches his peepee? I'm doing it right now, actually. <laughs> There
2: you go. Yeah. Rice. Is there there a a word that means more than constantly? Always. 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 Literally always. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's I I think that's a word. Yeah.
2: Okay. Let us move on. Uh, Yes. So, well, we got two things here. Should we do the game now or should we talk about Florida?
0: Well, in, uh, I think we should do the game. Ooh,
2: a game. I'm excited. A game? It's been a long a game, time. We've not done a game in a while. It is more opportunity for Jimmy to annoy Rob by oh, uh, defeating him. Uh, Now, this game was actually planned for last week, but Jimmy said there was another oh, game, always. but then we ran long and there was another. It was a whole thing. <laughs> but anyway, it was a thing. Uh, not too long ago, I finished reading that book about it was called Shock Value, uh, mentioned by a listener, actually. Yeah, it was Darwin uh, Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. If you guys have a chance and you want to learn about horror movies from, like, the 70s, early 80s, this is the book to go to. Very well researched. But in that book, they did mention a couple films that started off with different titles. Okay. Now, these okay. are – so what I'm going to do is give you the working title of movies, and you're going to wow. tell me what movie it ended up being. Obviously, they're pretty much all well-known movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going with any of the stuff that, like like, Blue Harvest, where they purposefully – Made the title wrong so that no one would know. Okay. Okay. Now, can I suggest a, a
0: format for this game? Yes. Can Robin myself answer, and then you'll reveal the the uh, the correct answers at the end. As opposed okay.
1: to a buzz in,
0: so that yeah. people can can play
2: play along. Okay.
1: So you guys you, you guys are still
2: going to try to answer. Yes. Okay, ready yes all right first one hunter 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 first yes that so i'm going to say is predator that was exactly what i was gonna say okay this is the one that actually made this question happen or this game happen star beast what movie had a working script star beast this is the one that inspired the game you said. The yeah, it's from so this one I was they re, they mentioned in the book.
1: Does that mean I need to answer first since Jimmy answered first on the last one? Sure. I'm going to say alien.
2: Okay.
1: Ooh.
0: I'm going to say the thing. Okay.
2: Ooh. I think Actually, night you might have that one. Night. I don't know. Skies, night, skies. Night Skies. Um,
0: I'm going to say that is...
1: I have no idea. Um, Fire in the Sky. And Rob... Mm -hmm. Now is it N-I-G-H-T or
2: K-N-I-G-H-T? N-I-G-H-T, which is a very valid question coming from Rob.
1: (laughs) If it was K-N-I-G-H-T, he would know. Um... Nights, guys. And he says, it's, "You say they're all well-known movies, correct?" Yes. Yes. Hmm. I definitely don't have that right. Yeah, <sighs> Jesus. Um, I have, I'll say Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ooh.
2: This one's famous: the Babysitter Murders. I'll say.
1: I'll say Scream. It's Scream. It's got to be. Greg just shook his head no, so we're both wrong. <laughs> All right.
2: That one I already talked about oh. today. Number uh, number five is The Body. was the original story for this, or the original title for this movie. And story in this case. That was the name of a Buffy episode. Probably the best Buffy episode, too, by the way. Also the name of a short story by a certain person. Is it me? What, that you're up? Oh, yeah, I think it's your turn. Yeah. It's Stand By Me.
1: Oh. 1,000%. Now, like now I feel like I'm cheating because it's definitely Stand By Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is
2: Wind Up Heroes. Rob, you're the first one. Which is? Toy Soldiers. Or, no, what, what, what was the? Wind uh, Up Heroes. It's, I said it's a famous movie. Did he freeze?
1: No, I'm, I'm no.
2: sure. <laughs> so you the way his mouth was hanging open. <laughs> He's doing things with his tongue that I don't like. Um,
1: does, does that... Does that... Uh, I'll say Toy Story. <sighs>
0: I was going to say Toy Story as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Toy Story. I, I...
2: That was the first working title. I'll, I'll give you the second working title to see if it makes you feel any better about your guesses. The second working title was Infinity and Beyond. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Gee, now I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's why I, I, I didn't know.
1: What was, what was that one movie with the...
2: Uh... It was Toy Soldiers with the the toys that like...
1: Yeah, the Gorgons and the... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, this one is also very famous teenage sex comedy that can be made for under 10 million dollars that your Rita will love but the executives will hate Not I remember remember shit Uh, no it was uh, Jimmy private resort It (laughs) (laughs) It, it actually unleashed a whole bunch of teenage sex comedies the most I would say modern but in the late 90s
1: American Pie Mm. I was gonna say not another teen movie, but yeah, I think it's got to be American Pie. Okay, I'm, hope- I'm
2: wondering if you guys will know this one. Uh, head cheese.
1: I know what it is. It's your turn, Rob. Yeah, I know. What I'm thinking <laughs> head cheese. Head yeah, cheese. How is that even? <sighs> I have, I, I have no... I, just
2: randomly gonna, throw something out.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to edit out this long-ass pause, because I have no effing idea. Jimmy? Um, go ahead, Jimmy. You want to know what it is? Yeah. I'm
2: ahead. 100% certain it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, we're going to do just a couple more here, or a few more. Uh, this one, I don't think you're going to guess, because I wouldn't have guessed it, but I thought, thought it was interesting. Okay. Uh, ex- extremely Violent is the name of the movie. The movie... I will give you some some hints though because it's difficult to figure out. It was actually a parody but I don't think people realized it and the end result was not nearly as violent as a movie called Extremely Violent should be. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a big summer movie but it bombed. That's um... The soundtrack was okay though. Last action hero? Uh, Spaceman from
1: Pluto. I would never guess this one either. Spaceman from Pluto? Mm-hmm. Um I mean are these all recent movies or
2: uh we'll say eighties and beyond. I'll say
1: <sighs> Spaceman from Pluto. I'm thinking either Dave or Starman. I'll say Starman. Can I ask a question? Not sure. Did this movie bomb?
2: No, it is a huge hit and considered one of the, um, main, uh, premiere movies of the eighties. Hmm. It's a very obscure reference from the movie, which I I have no idea why it was the original title.
0: I'm going to say the last starfighter.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Can I change my answer? Sure. I'll say E.T. Hmm
2: nice okay and the last one I will pick house ghosts stupid ass name
1: house house ghosts (laughs) house ghosts can I ask a question sure what decade
2: Uh, I think early 90s and I already gave you a hint what just now yep it's a very subtle hint. Is it? Is it my turn? And I'm proud of myself. That's why I'm smirking at my hint.
1: <laughs> yes, go ahead. Yeah, a house ghost. I'll, I'll say Beetlejuice.
2: Hmm.
1: Damn. Because if you
2: remember, I said house ghosts, house ghosts, house ghosts. Oh, did you? I did.
1: I got that one, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <How> Damn. <laughs>
2: there you go. Technically, I believe Jimmy said House Ghost as I was saying one of them, but I don't think that counts. Okay, ready? Real quick. Hunter was Predator. Ah,
1: uh, yes. Well done. Jimmy
2: and I both got a point. Starbeast, Alien. Yes. That's Rob. Night Skies, E.T. Oh, nobody. All right. Mm. Babysitter Murders, Halloween.
1: Oh,
2: as shit. As soon as you I said, I already talked about it. I I mouthed it. Eh, yeah. But it was too late. The Body is Stand By Me, which you guys got. Yeah. Wind Up Heroes, Toy Story, Teenage Sex, Comedy, Comedian Be 10 Million, Blah, 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 is American Pie. Head Cheese, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Extremely Violent, Last Action Hero, Spaceman from Pluto, Back to the Future.
1: Oh, oh,
2: God, yeah. Because of when he sees the gut, him you know, walk, coming out of the car or whatever in the costume, yeah. And House Ghost, of course, was Beetlejuice.
1: Well, you, you rattled through them too quickly for me to so, be able right. to keep score, but I, I think Jimmy and I actually tied, because I nailed Beetlejuice right off the bat, and he nailed che- Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: Okay.
0: Very well done. It's a tie. Right. Unless you have a tiebreaker,
2: Greg. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, we'll do a tiebreaker. Okay, Hold on. I, I deleted them so I could keep them in order here. Um, Command Z for all the marbles. <clears throat> here we go black mask black mask this one was freaking hard that's why I didn't keep it in
1: do we do we each get a hint
2: you guys can each ask a hint
1: I'll ask mine first okay decade nineties
2: black mask mask What
1: is fireworks that? Not. Oh, I was God. Gonna say, who the hell is hammering shit in the wall?
2: Somebody's just <laughs> knocking. Someone is blowing up fireworks over the lake.
1: <sighs>
2: Dicks. A movie called Black Mask came out in the nineties.
0: Is it a martial you... arts
2: movie? No. You are about to say. I was. Uh, what I was just about to say. Mm-hmm. A huge pop culture uh, moment. This movie. Someone say it changed movies forever. Black Mask,
0: Pulp Fiction,
2: Jimmy got it. Mm. Bring out the Gimp. In this case, I think that's Rob. It <laughs> so is so close. Jimmy wins. Very yeah, good game, so. like there. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was like, damn. I was very interested about that kind of stuff just because of you know to think what happens when a marketing person gets the movie away from the writer or director or whatever. <laughs> I always find that interesting, but that's what we got there. Uh, Anything going on in Florida, Jimmy?
0: Yes. Now, this is a story and also a public service announcement brought to you by the Give Me Five podcast and librarians everywhere. Guys, have you heard this
1: story? Not at all, Mm -mm. actually. This will be the first time I am hearing it. It would seem...
0: In Largo, that people are microwaving their library books
2: to sanitize them. (laughs) That seems like not a great thing to do to the books. Yes, guys.
0: A study has shown that the virus is not detectable on these objects after three days of quarantine. So... Most likely you do not need to microwave your books. Librarians in Largo are were stumped as to why their books were returning to them, smelling of burningness. And <laughs> sometimes <laughs> with whoa, 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 It smells it, like
1: burning. Was that burningness? Was that actually used in the article? No. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: And damaged. Um, often because of the little library tags
1: guys, don't put, don't put metal uh,
0: in their microwave. No,
1: that's, that's a bad idea.
0: Yeah, uh, you're going to blow up your microwave. You're going to blow up your microwave. You're going to damage books and, uh, you're going to make a lot of people unhappy guys. Don't microwave your books.
2: Yeah. You, what are we, Nazis? Nazis.
0: <laughs> Support
2: your... Uh, 21st century Nazis microwaving books.
0: I'm all about supporting your local library. I think they are an underused gem of the community, but do everyone who also uses that service a favor and don't
2: microwave your books. I like to sterilize my books by urinating on them. you dumbass. And that is, I feel, the better way to do it because urine will also sterilize a book and it will absorb into the paper to then be sterilized for the next user.
0: Yes, and the next user will appreciate the smell of urine on their books.
2: Hey, so I'm a problem solver. He's very nice. He's a giver. I did not see that story at all. I did not see. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to do that. But you did hey <laughs> didn't mean to yo. do that. Whoa, but I did not, comma, see. that. Uh, that's not really a good place for a comma either, but you get the point. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Shall we move on to our first uh, creepy, depressing topic?
1: Yes. We shall. Let us okay, do that. So,
2: so let, let me talk a little bit about Come to how we got Bring in it the dark. down a notch. Yeah. So. Uh, Not too long ago, I believe last spring, maybe a little bit sooner, maybe it was over the winter holidays, I read I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It is the story of the Golden State Killer and how they captured the Golden State Killer, except for the book was written before he was captured. He got captured very soon thereafter. The other part of the story is that Michelle McNamara, who not only wrote The book but was doing all the well not all of the research but was compiling all of the research and doing her own research passed away from an undetected heart ailment before uh, this was put out so the golden state killer Mm -hmm. was captured very recently even though he was doing all of his um, rapes and murders in the 70s and 80s in fact it was so recently that the first episode aired two weeks ago and i believe also two weeks ago he pled guilty Uh, he's now very very old and yeah,
0: I believe he's 74. He pled guilty to uh, nearly everything so he could avoid uh, prosecution seeking the death penalty.
2: Yeah. So basically, yeah, I, the, I'm not going to go too much into the crimes just because of our the format of our show because they are horrific. Uh, he is, when I heard about him, which he, not a lot of people heard about him. For a couple reasons. One of which is something I did not know is that uh rape was not prosecuted very highly in the seventies and eighties. Uh they mentioned this on the show, which was which surprised me. It was about a sixty day sentence back then. So while it was horrific, well it was well it was her- Yeah. It was it was sort of prosecuted more in the seventies like uh like a shoplifting which is cr- absolutely crazy and insane. So the stories Bullshit. didn't quite blow up as much as something like a um Charles Manson story or something along those lines. But anyway, that was the other reasons and also some of the things about like the night stalker and some of those other people kind of took the cr- took the thing. But when I started hearing stories about some of the stuff this person did, it was horrifying particularly this whole thing where he would put stack uh, plates and saucers on people on the husband's back as he was doing his crimes. And he said, if I heard them, I'll kill your wife, like meaning he would lay them down and do that. So some pretty terrible things. But anyway, they eventually captured him, as I, I mentioned. And this series, which is uh, in episode two, as of this recording, is going through and talking about the research. And I would put this, I'd mentioned this last week, and then I was like, well, maybe I'm not going to talk about it. Because the first episode is sort of an introduction to the case and an introduction to just how Michelle McNamara, who is uh, this is sort of unrelated, but he is, she was the wife of Patton Oswald, how she got involved in this. She was already involved with it before she met him and how it led her to start seeking out other people that were trying to do this and how it really publicized the case. And then the second episode was, was more about the actual crimes. So we didn't have a lot of the I'll say the good stuff of the asshole getting caught, mm-hmm. which is usually my favorite. My that's my favorite part. Like yeah. how did, how did the forensics catch these losers? Basically, so I did, so I was like, well, am I going to talk about this? I don't want to just kind of leave people up in the air. But yeah. it's very well done. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Uh, Patton Oswalt is in it. Uh, Amy Ryan from The Office is the narrator of the series, and uh, you see a lot of the people that some of these crimes happened to not the obviously not the murders but you see that and they see, have footage of the actual locations where they happened and it was it was amazing how many crimes were happening in the Sacramento area around that time yeah so there is another crime they mention in this and this one is something i i find fascinating because it's unsolved still she was very much into solving murders and stuff like that because one of her neighbors was um was murdered when she in 1984, and they never figured out who did it. But when she was a little girl, she was walking down the street, and she found a broken like Sony Walkman, like the yellow one that everyone had. And she yeah. picked up the pieces, and she kept them with with her. And then she found out afterwards that it was that belonged to her one of her neighbors. She thinks, who got abducted off of the street, and it caused her Walkman to fall on the ground and smash. So like between from that point, she's like she's had a lifelong fascination with trying to solve crimes because she was so close to one at a very young age. So it's a a fascinating book, fascinating podcast. And of course now it's a fascinating documentary. So I highly suggest that if you have HBO, um, the series, this, I think it's six parts and they're on episode two or three will be coming up by the time this episode comes out.
0: Yeah. um, And then after I watched that, Jimmy. Yes. Well, let me weigh (laughs) in with my thoughts. Oh sorry, yeah, on, have you watched I'll, I'll be on in the, the dark. dark. I have watched oh, the first episode and nice. I'll tell you it is not at all what I expected. Um mm. for some reason I thought dramatized probably really well done um maybe recreation of uh the events uh, the crimes committed you know not of course in in full detail but and, and recreations of how, uh, he was eventually identified, which is absolutely fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. as, as you know, finishing the book. And I know a bit having listened to other things where they found people based on this emerging type of, um, online sleuthing. I mean, this is what Michelle McNamara did. This is what a lot of people do. They just pour through pages and, and, uh, and message boards and they put these pieces together and, and normal people are figuring out these, these crimes. Um, uh, it is, uh, a very touching look at Michelle McNamara, her, Husband, Pat and Oswald, their relationship, how she became involved in this, um, this case. So, uh, not at all what I expected. Very, very well done. And, uh, I am, uh, looking forward to seeing the rest of it. As you said, the revelation about the plates that was, uh, absolutely horrifying. And then you also mentioned footage of where some of these crimes happened. Some of those things are still there. Uh, the fence, for example, that they show on the side of that house that led to a, a bit of an alley that led to the back of one of the victim's houses. Uh, the fact that he cased that out and from what it sounds like, he did trial runs over the fence. Uh, The person who lived in that house said, Oh, I just heard this knocking and I thought animals were going through the fence. This
2: happened over the course of Mm -hmm. weeks or several days. And it that like break into the house days before and leave all of his ligatures that he was going to use to tie the people up, like under couch cushions, so that people would run into the house or he would like take their guns or their knives and hide them. And then people would be like, Oh, my gun's under my pillow. Yeah, he would go for it. it or, and he had already been in there and taken it. Just crazy crap like that.
0: Yeah, he would say, okay, go <laughs> sit on the couch and reach under the cushion and tie yourselves up with those. It's like, oh God. I mean, that's chilling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you do have HBO and if, um, you are curious to see, uh, the events that led. Uh, to the the eventual capture of one of the notorious, most notorious criminals in U.S. history, then definitely check it out.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, I watched the, one of those episodes, and then Jimmy had mentioned unsolved mysteries being. There was a part of unsolved the first episode of the new unsolved mystery story, which is our other little topic here mm-hmm. on Netflix, that is related to Orlando. Yes, and you mentioned that I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this and something occurred to me and all of us have this feeling for the most part, we've seen enough horror, been to enough Halloween horror nights, watched, played enough video games, all of this stuff that being genuinely terrified doesn't happen all that frequently to like me. Like there's very rarely a time where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going out there. I'm not going over there. Like, which is probably fine. So I watched a couple episodes of unsolved mystery. I watched, I'll be gone in the dark. I watched an episode of unsolved mysteries. And as the, the theme song was playing, and over the credits, I thought, "I wonder if my front door is locked." And then I thought, "If there is a murderer in my house, I'm going to run into them if I go unlock the door." Mm-hmm. However, if the door is unlocked, they probably don't want to bother me here alone in my bedroom, so I'm just going to go to bed. Because I was actually genuinely terrified after Unsolved Mysteries, and it still, as you said earlier, the same exact feeling I had when I was ten <laughs> just yeah, watching wow. it. It's, uh, and it wasn't even a scary episode. It wasn't like aliens or like serial killers.
0: I mean, I, I know what you're, you're talking about. And, and yeah, I mean, it's not super scary, but there's some situations in there surrounding some of the, the things that happened, especially in the first episode. Like you said, the, uh, wife of the, the subject, uh, the deceased in the first episode takes, the the camera team around the side of the house and says yeah that that screen was definitely tampered with they had one of those old school alarms um mm-hmm. that looked like a bullhorn you know a couple on the sides of the house and that went off and it went off and it went off prior to the uh, yeah exactly uh they are standing <laughs> up on my arms as well um the uh the the good thing about this series is, um, it, that new information and tips seem to be pouring in. And yeah. you cannot help but to feel so completely awful for the families of the, the victims, the deceased, the disappeared. Um, the thing that I, I find so gripping about this is, if you have seen just the way it's shot, uh, the, the cinematic, uh, feel to it. If you have seen the, uh, reboot of mm-hmm. cold case files, which they did not do enough of, in my opinion, uh, the ones that were narrated by Danny Glover. Each shot, every time they show a very small recreation of of something that happened or a location, they have this kind of slow pan or slow zoom, and they're just very beautifully shot and just haunting. Um, Every frame, every shot is just haunting. Um, So, yeah, if you're looking to be freaked out, um, there's kind of a morbid curiosity there uh, that... Yeah, I kind of wonder myself: Do do I know someone involved with this? Can I help in some way?
2: Yeah, right. Because the stories are absolutely the uh, first series solved 260 crimes. Oh wow! Out of really a, out of a, out of a thousand crimes, featured a little. more. I mean, I'm I'm rounding the numbers, but it solved 260 crimes. Uh, some of some of which got solved in the fact that it wasn't actually a murder or it, was, it could be accidental, some of which they found out who did it. Some people actually called and said that they did it. So there's a lot. That's a very big number, but it's not all, you know, someone calling in. But um, I really hope, I mean, the wh- I don't know how many, how far you got, but just as yeah, yeah. you mentioned, like you feel, feel, feel for these people, like the hairstylist, her son, hmm. and uh, see, like, I probably have literally nothing, nothing, in common with this guy, his name is pistol black and he's definitely from the South. And you just wanted to like hug him and have like, and have a beer with him and be like, you're going to be okay. Cause just the way his mother doted on him. And then he left for school one day, she dropped him off and he never saw her again. And, and his step, his stepfather's an (laughs) a-hole.
0: He was so proud to say that he had a degree in criminology and I was like, "Yeah, fucking did it."
2: He's he, like, uh, "Rob, you probably haven't seen this." Yeah, no. I, I mean, the 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 stepfather, like they they didn't find the body egg. for a while. The stepfather actually went to the funeral home and carried his wife's skull around for the his well ex wife's skull around for a while. Wow! Like he asked the funeral home, and he talked about it just like I'm talking about it, as if it was something like completely normal. He slept with her ashes. He he slept with her ashes and said it was like a teddy bear. And he didn't, the day that she got murdered, the day that she disappeared, he locked his stepson out of the house and wouldn't let him back in for any of his stuff or any of her stuff. So he hasn't. So the woman's own son has none of her belongings. To this man. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in the early, in the mid 2000s. But so yeah, I highly suggest both of those series. Um, it, if you were into the true crime thing,
0: at least watch it to, to be like, maybe, maybe I know something, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that's your motivation to watch it.
2: Yeah. And I, I've done so much true crime stuff. I've listened to a podcast and read books and whatever <laughs> that I forgot that unsolved mysteries, which is hard to do because it's in the title are unsolved. So when it just ends and I was like, what happened yeah so like, you're like damn it oh i like found myself like googling it because it's so close to the original series i'm like oh did they ever catch the guy and i'm like oh like this literally just aired yesterday yeah and there is no more like every possible amount of information about the story is in the story so it's it's there's some frustration there but um yeah what guys it's really good watch it uh sh- shall we move on to the book
1: that i told you about let's yes. Because I want to hear about still, it. I'm, I'm so intrigued. Okay. I, I think I want to do the audible version as soon as I finish the book that I'm on.
0: I would recommend it. The book that we're talking about, of course, is I'm thinking of ending things. I'm going to try, but I believe the author's name is Ian. Or <laughs> Ian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Ian. Ian Reed. Uh, this is uh, this book was released on June 14th of 2016. I think this is a very important to. Um, this is a very important point I need to make about this book is that it is 224 pages. Um, very short. It's very short, and it reads at a blistering pace. It is extraordinarily hard to put down. Um, (laughs) Oh, what can I say? I I think I can do this without spoiling too much of it. Um, The book is from the perspective of a young woman who is the uh, she is traveling with her boyfriend to meet her parents at their farm. Of course, that's not the whole thing. But prior to this trip, she's explaining that she's uh, probably going to end things, that she feels that it's just not going to work out. But she kind of gets a free trip to a farm out of it. I mean, it sounds manipulative and and bad, which you're kind of reading it going, that's kind of fucked up if you're going to end things just end things but mm-hmm. um she's almost kind of trying to figure out there are points where she's like well maybe I won't maybe I will but there's this whole situation with uh no huge spoiler here the our narrator receives calls and they are very unusual. Um, in their descriptions. What I love about this book is at the end of every chapter, it's kind of a look into the future. It's a conversation between a couple of townspeople, perhaps um, concerning the events that happened in the book. And I almost find that to be more interesting than the content mm. of the chapters. It's, uh, it's very unique. Um, what I feel that this book lacks are very descriptive descriptions of things. I'm, descriptive descriptions. Yes. I am used to reading Stephen King, uh, C.S. Humble. Uh, who, who, who see as humble as we we have had on the show before he is a master at describing things um, I I would say the only problem that I have with the writing style of, of this book is that it lacks that but what it does lack it certainly builds the creepy factor um, there's a lot of Talk of isolation, if, if you're into psychology or philosophy at all, this book will appeal to you as well. I'm not going to say how, but I don't read books twice. I don't. I could count them on one hand. This book, I'm going to start reading again tonight. Because mm. things that I maybe glossed over, like how is this relevant to anything, will make more sense the second time I read That's it. That's interesting. I read it. Yes. Um, the small screen adaptation of this is set to come out this year. Now, will that be delayed or not? I don't know. But here's something for you listeners out there and you gentlemen who I have the pleasure of speaking with tonight. It's going to be starring Jesse Plemons and Tony Collette. Really? Yeah. Great actors. Yeah. I, uh, I, I I think Tony Collette, if I'm correct about the role that she's going to have, boy, if you've seen hereditary. Yeah. Um, can't wait. Um, this this book, the length of this book, is why I, I feel this is so important. It lends it lends itself perfectly to uh, a a movie. Um, it's the, the perfect length. Um, yeah, I'm gonna to check this book out. You you should. It's yeah. I think I'm gonna need to- five or six bucks on on Amazon. I hated the ending when I finished it last night. Let me tell you why. Because if you buy the Amazon version or the Kindle version of this, probably um, won't have this same experience with the Audible version, but I got 85% through the book and it stopped. Flip the page, it was blank. Flip the page, it was Hmm. blank. And then there were two chapters from the author's next book. And then there were questions that you should discuss at your book club meeting. Okay. So that last 15% of the book was all bullshit. Um, I was so mad because I thought I had 15% of that book left. Uh, you know so, what i mean
2: i was like so it actually you did actually have the end pages it wasn't a misprint right but you just were holding a 30 some pages in your hand you're like oh there's so much more and then well, you
0: it was it's uh, the digital version so it probably wouldn't uh, have happened if i had a physical copy but i'm gotcha. like man i got 15 percent left what the shit's gonna happen in this i was like mm. oh wait that Okay, wait, that was it. Are you drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels? Turn it around. Look at that. See? If you just like pop it up real quick, that's what it looks like.
2: It is a uh, pure leaf peach iced tea, oh, like, which is significantly Jesus more red.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like a uh, you motley crew over there. Um, Check it out, man. But But be very cautious if you get the Kindle edition that I spoke with my fiance and she was like, yeah, that, that happens in a lot of digital versions of books these days. Hmm. Annoying as shit. If you ask yeah. me, um, I thought I had so much more left, but I, I didn't. I, you could read this book in an afternoon, dude. If if you're into Stephen King, if you're into, if you've read a uh, gone girl, Jillian Flynn, um, it's, it, it will, it will sit with you, dude. I could not sleep last night. I just laid there and huh. I was like, Oh, my brain was making all these connections and I'm like, God, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's worth the read. Definitely check it out. 224 pages. I'm thinking of ending things by Ian Reed.
2: Awesome.
1: Yeah. I'll have to check that out.
2: It, it If it's so,
1: sh- if it's so short, I may be able to slip it in between my next, my next book. Now, gentlemen, it is time to
0: discuss our movie of the week, which hmm. I picked not so blindly. Uh, that is the 1971, 73, 74 film, depending on who you ask. And depending on who you ask, it might have a different title. The title that now are each we're going are with,
1: each one of those films the same one
0: they are. What the, f- the film <laughs> that we are going with the title that we're going with is Psychomania. As its uh, name was at release in the United Kingdom, this is a movie that had a different working title as well. Can you guess what that was?
2: Uh, Yeah, it was actually good timing on the thing. Um, I know it's what it's under an IMDb, but I do not have it in my head. Zombie Bikers? The
0: Living Dead.
2: Oh, Uh, my God.
0: Nobody would have seen this movie if it was still called The Living Dead. Uh, In the United States, it was released as the Death Wheelers. (laughs) Hmm. so depending was, on who you death ask wheelers. now the the movie was brought to my attention by greg because you found the cover of an album and that is divine oh Philip yeah by the death wheelers and i think they're pretty badass they're sleazy grimy grungy doom slash stoner metal which uh I believe is very much in the vein of what the soundtrack for this movie could have been uh, mm-hmm. if it had a more modern twist to it. But no, though, no. this movie was released in 1971. It's starring Nikki Henson, Beryl Reed, and George Sanders as Shadwell. This was George Sanders final role. And what a role. To I've go
2: got a lot. On. on I've got a lot on that one. I'm sure you've on saw his that final film. role. Yep. Oh yeah. Should, uh, we'll, we'll, should we talk about? Well, yeah. Well, this was directed. We'll by, talk about that later. Yep.
0: Directed by Don Sharp, a Hammer film veteran. The synopsis for the film, The Living Dead. Or, this is this was a good one. I like this. Um, the Living Dead. Or, this was written by a viewer. The Living Dead are a delinquent biker gang fond of causing havoc on British roadways and making out in graveyards. Gang leader Tom (laughs) also has a Satanist for a mother. And when he discovers the secret of immortality, the name of his motley crew, hello, full circle, takes on a more (laughs) literal meaning as Greg is drinking, pounding a bottle of Jack Daniels. Not true. Now, what were your initial thoughts of this movie? Your initial thoughts?
2: My initial thought, my very first thought when I looked it up was I saw the first thing that showed up was like a little image search when I was trying to figure out where I could watch this of their motorcycle helmet, which I know Rob will talk about later, Mm. but it looked exactly like the boneheads from the new series of Mystery Science Theater. That was my very initial thought. But when I hit play – my initial thought from that point was this looks like a, the beginning of a Led Zeppelin live video with like extra <laughs> footage with the, the clouds going by. And I believe my exact note, let me get to it real quick here. I, I would was, have said um, a black Sabbath music video. <laughs> yeah. Where the font. I, I said, oh, this God, t- the font
0: was beautiful.
2: Yeah. The fog going across the, they had like stones cause there was like a little altar. Um, it looked I, – I would say that this movie was what caused Jimmy Page to um, have a big fascination with the occult and then eventually led to his heroin addiction. Um, that is pretty much what the very first shot of this movie made me think. All right. And then I wrote In a da Vida Baby <laughs> because the opening music was fantastically 60s and 70s. Rob. So that, that's what I got. <laughs>
1: I I had high hopes for this movie when uh, when we had talked about it uh, previously. I was like, "Oh man, that sounds like a great premise," and then then I'm just watching it, going, "Jesus, this movie is so 70s. What this uh, the these quote unquote hooligans? I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're they're terrible. They're they're driving in slow ass circles." on their motorcycles around this weird like Stonehenge thing and then they take their motorcycles off this like 1 foot jump which totally made me think of Napoleon Dynamite when he was talking to Pedro about his bicycle right they and weren't taking off bikes. any sweet jumps i was like what is this bullshit this is the their their stunt budget was like nil and they were and the the dialogue brought me back to like 80s cartoons where they they like had to spoon feed you everything that they were doing. You know what I mean? It was, it was like, Oh, I'm going to go over here and then we're going to do this. And it's like, nah, really like a musical. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what? And and they lost me from the first time I saw him in those dumbass helmets. I was like, mm, oh, that's you gotta shame. be kidding me. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This Really? This is the, okay. Because, because I'll be honest, the, the outfits that they had going on, other than the, than the big dumbass spaceman helmets were dope um, as shit. They were, they were actually pretty good. I was like, Oh, well, you know, I was got, I was got to say, Toneman looks actually pretty good in that leather outfit, man. What's it, what's going on there? And then I liked it. And then Jane and her red uh, leather jacket and, Abby was kind of like weird, but but Hatchet looked badass, man. I was like, all right, why, you know? And then then you see the helmets, and I'm like, Fuck, really? I liked how they all had like their names
2: on their shirts, and like Abby, you know. But you read the story, it's like, oh, they biker hooligans and Satan and blah blah blah. And then you see them, and she's wearing like a jean jacket with a, <laughs> a just- pink. Happy <laughs> embroidered on the – which looks mm-hmm. like something that some, some kid's mom would do before sending him off to kindergarten so she doesn't l- lose her jacket. Yeah.
1: But, aw. <laughs> well, and then the other thing – the other thing that confused me is how did they get away with doing anything? They were wearing a friggin' nameplate for Christ's sake. It's like who did this? I don't know. His jacket said Tom, but I don't know what that means. You know, it could have been his name. Could have been Barry. I'm not sure. It's. <laughs> uh,
2: there was ingenious. was a, a, there was a they, Bertram. They changed their names. There was a Bertram. There
1: was a Bertram. I was gonna wait on the
2: names for a little bit, but I think it's funny that it's this gang of people, and like, I the names were I actually when they ran down the games, the, the names when he was talking to them all. I was like, he. It's like chopped meat, gash, hatchet. Dogbeat, Bertram, <laughs> and and <Paul>. Jane, Abby, <laughs> Jimmy. There was a Jimmy. There was? And, uh, yeah, this, I think so. So Jimmy, like, he was one...
0: very much off screen.
2: <laughs> so no, I just thought the names were were very, very funny. Because when you're, ga- when you're like joining a biker gang and you're like, oh, Hatchet told me I'm going to get a cool nickname. And so did Dog Meat. What is your What is your name going to be? No, we're just going to stick with Bertram.
0: Oh yeah, Hatchet. Fair enough. Looked like young we, Danny Bonaducci.
2: We've already everybody, got too many cool names. Everybody in this movie looked like someone else. Did you notice that? We like, did. I thought Abby. Abby looked like Ali Sheedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude at the funeral that was sitting on the tree playing guitar for longer than he should have been looked mm-hmm. kind of like young Mick Jagger. And if you there was two dudes sitting off in the distance. Oh, like, I totally we, want to talk about that scene, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. There's a dude sitting off in the distance. that looked like Chris Novoselic. The guy that was like the inspector towards the end of the movie looked exactly like Boris Johnson. The dude with blonde hair. He looked like the current prime minister of of the UK. I was like, why does everybody in this movie look like British versions of like celebrity well, or British versions of British celebrity? But it was just it definitely something that stuck out. As well as the large amount of Austin Powers teeth that were not fake. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: there was a lot of it. There but. were frogs and there were motorcycles, things that we've talked about a lot recently. Now, yeah, it's weird. These helmets looked no sillier than the helmets in our previous movie, uh, not previous to this week, but the George A. Romero. Travel. I don't remember the name of it. Those were some dumb-looking helmets. Yeah, the knight helmets. What was that movie
2: called? Uh, Night Riders. Night Riders. Riders, 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 Sure, that movie. Yeah, yeah. We've definitely covered the stupid helmet portion of the of the podcast. Like the, I think there's no stupider helmets in those two movies. Uh, They were basically they they took the face shields, and they tried to spray paint them to make it look like skeleton kind of like a skull
0: but, but it looked just really cartoonish yeah. and i i man um all right let me let me go ahead and say i love this movie it was a total <sighs> shot in the dark and i absolutely loved every damn second of it every goosey goosey goofy every goosey second acid trip 70s uh, for me I thought this movie had every chance to suck and it did
2: and it didn't <sighs> in my opinion I think I fall in the middle <laughs> I I loved it as a time capsule and the the aesthetic and you know when you hear people that loved movies from that area from that era talk about the movies they love I'm going to go back to Austin Powers like Mike Myers just talked about how he loved the British movies of the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. but how many of us have actually seen them like I now finally feel like I see it and even though it's a different type of movie but a not a spy movie yeah it, i could definitely understand it's a especially the apartment like the house with the weird fish thing on the wall mm-hmm. i was like oh okay this i could see how this could very easily have the same and, aesthetic as like another spy movie and
1: every like entryway or every window or every like I even I I'm pretty sure there was like paintings on the wall that were framed in like that that hot pink trim like all of the door jams like the fireplace was trimmed in in hot pink I was like what is who is the decorator 1960s yeah yeah Yeah, pretty
0: much I see it too I see it now this this open mind this what I always thought was just parody of it say for example with the austin powers films no that's i I guess that's what it looked like yeah Mm -hmm. you know
1: this and this movie was by far not the worst thing i've ever seen that being said this movie was also not close to anything resembling a good movie there was there was way too much hand-holding. There was way too, it just just questionable decisions every which way, and just uh, stuff that I was going. Oh, come on, really? Well, there's also a lot of stuff that wasn't explained
2: that you would think would be like the father in the weird room, <laughs> and like you're like, okay, this is going to be some sort of plot point, and there's a bunch... like. I thought the ending was actually really interesting as well as oddly well done. Yeah. For, for the time period. Yeah. And I've got way more about that to say. later. Sure. The,
0: the scene in question, that is one where I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is some art house seventies, very much in the style of, of mm -hmm. hammer. You're talking about
1: when they did, when they did the overlay and stuff. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. I'm talking about the, the scene in the closet. Um, that had been locked for 18 years since uh, Tom's father's untimely passing. Um, mm-hmm. That was very much Black Sabbath video, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. There was that. The other thing that reminded me of a, a British, some sort of Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin music video is the body washing up as the little kid was playing with the daisies on the shoreline. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, could totally see, oh, I could totally see Jimmy Payne. Like, this is my seven-year-old daughter. She's going to play with these... These flower petals, and we'll let this body float up. Let's see what happens. Yeah, the, uh,
0: <laughs> the havoc created by this, uh, this, this badass Barker gang just so British, so damn British. Was, they were like, "Yeah, let's go create some havoc," and they go out and they like kick a road cone over, and they're like, "Ah, take that,
1: you <laughs> bastards!" <laughs> like, well, oh, it escalates so quickly." You. And and then and then they go and they're like wreaking havoc at like five miles an hour. And I'm like you, you know, you're watching this car chase scene going Alright, well the car is doing a lot of skidding, but the motorcycles are just kinda of like Excuse
0: me, sir, I'm going to stabby stab at your wheel. You're gonna overreact because you know this wouldn't puncture your wheel. At this speed, you're gonna flip your trolley over and blow up.
1: Or, or the the ridiculous over the top reaction to the guy in the truck when the two motorcycles were just driving next to him, and he's like, "You effing kids!" <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what the hell just happened? I okay, calm down, yeah, The havoc, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> the havoc escalates really quickly. It goes from them doing jumps over like a little grass hill and then they, like, go to a Safeway parking lot or, like, plaza, and they, they're annoying like a bread salesman and making him drop his bread and kicking over a cone. And there's one sign where they actually show them pulling up and parking next to a no-parking sign.
0: Ooh. Like, oh, you rebels. Ooh. Yeah,
2: that's so British. But then they, like, run a motorcycle into a baby carriage. Yeah. Soon thereafter, and I'm like, oh.
1: And no, they that, kill that, some That cost. was
2: well <laughs> after that. That was well. Yeah, regret, but I'm saying because- like this. How like it? Just the escalation of the 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 whole thing. I'm like, oh, so so they're hoodlums because yeah.
0: Without getting too mired in the plot here, what Rob? It, it sounds like you had a lot of problems with this. What were some of the biggest problems that you have? I know what one of them is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that that actually made me laugh. You're talking about the graveyard scene, yes, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> What's so, all right, look, Tom, the ringleader of this gang, is oh,
0: convinced God. that if he dies, uh, assuming in a very nonviolent manner that preserves his body, uh, that he will come back because he has grown up in a spiritualist. They're, they're identified as the spiritualists in their credits, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to come back. And be invincible, and he can continue parking in non-parking zones and kicking mm-hmm. over traffic cones as much as he's, he's a, a rebel. <laughs> he's a badass, and he's really handsome, <laughs> and he's got a great fashion sense. Holy shit. Where's his name
1: but, on his chest?
2: Yeah. Um i was just laughing because I I wrote down something along the lines of Tom wants to live forever so that I guess he can go to the same grocery store and annoy people once a week. But this is like is that that's yeah.
0: I I mean while that was all pretty uh, whatever I I love the attitudes demonstrated by the actors in this film, the roles that they played. I thought it was so <laughs> fucking metal, dude. I was totally <laughs> bored, honestly. But go ahead. The the graveyard scene. Uh, Tom. So Tom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom drives off of a, a bridge well, That's like five well, Tom feet.
1: drives off a bridge and kills himself And then of course the gang goes to his mom And asks for permission to bury him The way that they yes. see fit And mom's like yeah sure what the hell why not Okay fine So they take him out to their little like Stonehenge Thing and they dig a hole And They, they decide they want to Bury Tom with his bike But th- <laughs> The hole wasn't quite deep enough.
2: Or even close. It was like shoulder level yeah, sitting on a motorcycle. like
1: his whole head was out. And that's something else. They, they had him in his hole on his motorcycle holding it. I'm like, did did they have him stuffed? What the What is going? Because I mean, I swear to God, they've got him in this hole sitting on his motorcycle in his helmet and his clothes and everything. And he's just staring straight ahead. It's not I'm like. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say right now, because I, I couldn't believe that they'd had him stuffed. I was like, that's OK.
2: okay so answer quick. If we had to bury each of you. What would you be doing since they buried Tom doing his favorite thing, riding a motorcycle? Rob, it would be what would you be buried doing? Masturbating. That's what I figured you'd
1: say. <laughs> and you'd bury me sticking out of the dirt.
2: <laughs> With like your hand up <laughs> and your like look of pleasure on your face. No, no, Jimmy. no.
1: I'd be laying flat, but I'd still be sticking out of the dirt. You know what I'm saying? You know oh, what I'm saying? That's...
2: <laughs> wow. Bury me in my kayak. Like... <laughs> bury Jimmy in his kayak. Sitting up. That is uh, that is so much less fun. Like Tom, it's probably like us with,
1: with your head sticking out and one one half of the ore coming out the side because you'd you'd obviously be in an action pose because we I'd had be you coming stuck, back. Right? I don't
0: give a shit. Look, what I I wrote in all caps on on my notes. Lol, they buried him sitting on his motorcycle. uh and sticking out of the hole. Sticking out of the hole. But after they bury Tom in this very small Stonehenge, the, uh, circle of seven witches, as it's called, mm-hmm. Tom rises from the grave. Now, not before he gets played off by chopped meat. He's a musician. Uh, he was actually oh, one yeah. of the gang members. I was like, what the fuck is that mm-hmm. guy doing there? But mm-hmm. let me draw <laughs> a parallel here, like I like to do. This song reminded me very much of a song by Jeremiah Sand.
2: Both Rob and myself shaking our heads. Jeremiah oh, Sand
0: was the cult leader in the film Mandy with the song uh,
2: Amulet mm. of the Weeping Maze. Was was he also a bullfrog? He was not. No, mm. but, but there was an amulet one, in the shape of a frog. Um,
0: the lyrics fucking ruled. They were so much more exciting than Tom's actual life. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, men wanted to be like him, and he caused (laughs) havoc, and he was a leader of the road. And it was like, Tom was just kind of a dick. Tom was was just kind of annoying. (laughs) He was like, oh, I, I messed up your hair. Ha ha. And like runs away.
2: It's like He was that dude that got into like the occult in high school and tried to get all of his friends involved.
0: But he was, like, That's the dude who got into the occult, and his parents gave him so much money that he, he had, like, the leather Ouija board, and like.
1: <laughs> now, if you really want to see how Havoc is done, you can look at another – is it British? I think it is. Go go, go! watch the uh, the Drug gang. A Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. that is significantly less fun havoc though, other than the baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) but they were talking about, Oh, let's go wreak some havoc. And they're just knocking over street cones and shit. I was like, yeah, oh my god. Yeah, they really. stole an ice cream cart. <laughs> like uh there was something that could
2: possibly play into um our list from last week. There was a uh, speedo guy that was one of the gang members that killed himself. He was wearing a yeah. blue speedo <laughs> and a bunch of in
1: the water. Cha- with
2: and a bunch of chains. Yeah. Jimmy, do you have a new entrance into your top 5? The speedo chain guy. Can that can that be added? To what? Your top to 5. Your top, your top 5. From last week, the year, the, a new iconic bathing suit, Speedo Chain Guy. Oh,
0: yeah, with the very obvious like foam chains.
2: Yes, yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> they totally look like something from
0: the Halloween story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I just thought, man, I could have watched that. That was so Groundhog Day to me. Watching each of the characters, <laughs> like how they All killed themselves, dogs. was just that was so.
2: I could play that to the Billy Hill theme. Yeah. <laughs>
1: When the guy <laughs> walks in, he jumps into three feet of water with chains on. Or then, and then, and then the one dude hesitates, and they're like, "Yeah, he didn't make it. Fuck him." Yeah, I was like, "All right." Everybody's not broken His up about that. His conviction wasn't
0: strong enough. Yeah. So, what more do you
1: have to yeah. say about this film? The just every and maybe it's a british thing i don't know but like that whole scene where they break into the police station and the constable behind the counter is like you're in for it now name, <laughs> what's, what's your name yeah okay okay what, what's your last name where where, where do you live the like and give you that information are you serious So funny. they're british they
2: will they will
1: I was like, "Come on!"
2: Is that the part where he's like, where they say something snide to him? He's like, "You know, being funny is not going to help." Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, and and I'm like, "What? Why?" And the, the lady who's in there is like, "Do you want? Do you want me to close the door? I'll I'll, I'll close the door." And, it, and she's walking out, closing the door that they just it's busted stupid. through on is their motorcycle. there's a their bit of a draft I'm in like, here. Would you like me to close the shutters? And and they have this completely inconsequential conversation, and Tom looks at Jane and he's like. Let's go. And they just drive to the back. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What just what what just happened? And, and all the, the inmates are like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's a cutaway and all the cops are dead. I'm like, now, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do all that off screen. Come on. That would have made the movie better. Show I, think, me you, I think show me that. I think dying. back
2: then you had to do it off screen. I think that was a British law thing. They're
0: they're. There were actually there were a lot um, videos that that came out that were just slightly above this this violence level were labeled video mm-hmm.
1: nasties
2: and they were they were video uh, yeah, nasties were,
1: that totally sounds like
2: something else and they were just that should totally be a our, our new band name <laughs> video nasty
0: it, it just that totally sounds like something a, else a lot of films never you know saw light until until now for stuff you know less than that
2: so. Um, so let, let's close out yeah. here. I want to talk about the ending, which we hinted at. Um,
0: what the giving too much away because I think this is definitely the, there to was watch. some.
2: I actually thought the ending was was very suspenseful. The timing was definitely old. there was there are certain movie eras. Just so I can cover this real quick, the uh, there were certain movie eras that are seem completely out of the realm of what we think about with films these days. And like the timing on this movie was very more extended and the edits were weird, but I actually thought the ending was pretty cool, especially, you know, they like, they show something about to happen, And then there's like a frog, the frog and you're like, okay, they're coming back to life. The frog looked at the freaking camera, dude. Yeah. I wrote nothing good happens to that frog, but they're kind of cut in between two different scenes. Mm -hmm. The, the gangsters were about to kill the last living person. And they're at their house they're assuming that they're gonna kill the frog, which is gonna kill the the gangsters, although you kinda of have to figure that out after the fact. But there's this cool scene which Jimmy mentioned with like an overlay where people where they start turning back to dirt and stone
1: mm-hmm.
2: in this in this Stonehenge thing. And for the time period, it looked really good. It it looked pretty like good.
0: It, it was is, very obvious what
1: they did. Yeah, I yeah I, yeah, I have to I have to say that given given what they were working with, that was probably. Yeah, like different. they probably had, had to hand wrote a term.
0: filmed yeah. within five mile radius. Um, but it was very obvious that like that footage was projected on top and they told the actors, like, don't move at all. And You can <laughs> kind of see where Tom's like shifted a little bit over. And, and yeah. it looks weird, but. And he's like, yeah. But that that transition, that the way it it wrapped up, was like, oh, oh shit. So okay,
2: yeah. there's no reason for the mom to do it because the mom, I, the mom and the butler did it. I believe kill the frog, which basically ends them and turns them back to dust.
1: Well, the, the other part, the the good, the butler actually was the guy that she made the deal with. He was he was the the devil or whatever. Because mm-hmm. he was also, he, I mean, that was completely foreshadowed in that he was talking about the seven witches. He was like, yes, they broke their deal, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they deserved <laughs> Just, it. Yeah. And it was, I was like, oh, okay, so yeah, he's, and he was also the one wearing the frog ring. And they showed in the, in the, in the flashback in the room that she signed, when she signed her baby away or whatever to this, to this entity that showed up with this contract, he was wearing the frog ring. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, so the butler is the guy. Is that
2: Shadwell? Yeah, is that the butler. It Shadwell? is. Yeah. What okay. do you have on that? On okay, butler. so Shadwell was George Sanders, and it was George Sanders' final film. Not no. George Foreman, correct? No, George. Uh, he was also the voice of Shere Khan in the, the original Jungle Book movie. Oh, okay, so you've heard him before. Uh, he committed suicide after making this film because it was that bad. It's, that is actually you're joking, but it's accurate. the story goes this is from um, an article about the movie that George Sanders saw an answer print which is like an early review of the movie in Madrid he went back to his hotel room killed himself and left a note saying I'm so bored that was his last words in other words saying what the hell has happened to my career what am I doing I'm old I might as well go now (laughs) wow
0: yeah he came back
2: and (laughs) he did with a stupid in Fiji with just and he has the stupid helmet permanently attached to his head. Mm-hmm. I thought was was uh, very, very interesting. So but the other thing that happened there is as this this very long portion of the end is happening as these people are turning to stone and they're doing like a close up of this gnarled hand. I'm like you have to look at me here. I'm like You farted. And I looked down and there was a bulldog ass aimed towards me and my dog had gassed me. <laughs> completely as i was watching people rot away
0: you watch this movie in 4D smellovision
2: it was at, and i was like oh my god cuz if i don't know if you've been around a french bulldog fart no. um, they are pungent they they smell like death and it was actually made that part a little better so thank you emma i actually wrote dog fart smellovision at the end when they die so there you go thank you emma for making that movie just a little bit better by farting directly at my face Hell yeah. (laughs) I feel like you. uh, Yeah, I feel like you would appreciate that. So close us out, Jimmy. What you got?
0: That brings us to our question regarding our film of the week. Mm -hmm. Does this movie deserve a remake, a revival, or should it rest in peace?
1: What do you think, Rob? Oddly enough, I think they should do a remake because I think that this movie could benefit a lot from updated special effects mm-hmm. and a redone script with with the original story in. Pl- I mean it because when you first told me about the story, I was all in. I was like, "Yeah, that sounds effing awesome. Let's do it." And then I got this you know, Saturday morning bullshit from the 70s and I'm like, okay. Um I think I think with a updated script with updated special effects, this could actually be a entertaining movie. Because it was not entertaining this time around.
0: I certainly disagree. I thought it was extraordinarily entertaining and and you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs>
2: So are you? I'm an. I'm going to go with remake as well. Remake, yes, for the for the same reasons. But I would like. I don't want it to be a big budget remake. I would like it to kind of stick with a one of the one of these groups that did something like a Mandy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Uh, you know, definitely lean on the psycho, uh, the psychedelic stuff. Uh, also, make these zombies look at least somewhat interesting because the zombies looked exactly like the regular people. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. and I needed mm-hmm. and I needed something to make them look interesting other than the fact that they could get stabbed and stuff and not die because they were they were to this date if we ever did a list of top 5 most boring zombies that would be the number 1 boring looking zombies would be number 1.
1: Well, <laughs> even even like a progressive rot would have been neat. Like as the as the show, that's always what you say about everything. Well, you know, as the show (laughs) went on, but because it just seemed like that, yeah, they couldn't die, but it seemed like they also magically healed all damage, and it's like, okay.
0: I think it could stand for a remake. It could be more violent, uh, with some of the things that people are allowed to or do get away with on film these days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though I do believe. Uh, This one uh, deserves its place in the low-budget, bad-but-good cult films. Um, I wouldn't even put it there. I absolutely would. So, my recommendation, check it out. It's on Prime. There are three versions of it on there. Don't pay for it. If you already pay for Prime, you can watch it.
1: Nice. Okay.
2: Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about Patreon because we're about to do our top five list, which is the point of this show. At the end of the top five list, I think we're going to have a couple listener lists. And Mm -hmm. the reason why the listeners knew that they were going to be able to make a list is because they are Patreon patrons. They signed up on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash give me five podcast. And for the $5 range, because remember, podcasts are expensive. It does cost us money for hosting and equipment and uh, to record and all this stuff. You guys can help us out. You give us $5 a month at our lowest level. You can be invited to our Discord chat where you can talk about movies and you can learn our list. You can learn about the movies we're going to review for your birthday. You'll get a custom top five list about you, which will be completely inaccurate, but – hilarious and offensive and uh there's a higher range as well where you get some access to the show notes you can curate a full episode telling us what to watch within reason we have had someone join up at that level of course uh that is mr alex Alameda. thank you yet again i mentioned that you'd get thanked every episode so <laughs> thank you Alec. there you go the patron of unusual size and uh You know, you guys get to help guide the show.
1: That almost sounds like a porn. Shit.
2: So thank you very much. Check out our Patreon and help the show because we do that. It keeps us moving along. All 140 episodes. Now for a regularly scheduled top five question.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Friends of the five. The question for this week inspired by Psychomania is going to be what are your top five cool movie gangs? There are some questions posed to me. Well, does this count? Does this count? Just go. Okay. Uh, If you think it's a cool movie gang, it probably is. So go ahead and go for it. Since I'm hosting.
2: I'm going to go. Do it. Uh, Dominic Toretto's gang, Fast and the Furious. Uh, I'm shocked that I ever got any Fast and the Furious references in this episode, in any episode, I'm so because I know you should be uh, the Ocean's Eleven gang from Ocean's Eleven, uh, but none of the other versions because I didn't like any of the other movies. But the, other than the first one, uh, the Inglorious Bastards, I mean, number nice. three, they were a side gang on their own. The gang from the Reservoir Dogs. I tried to do some that were somewhat heroic because most of the other gangs do terrible things. And I didn't want to uh, celebrate them as being cool. If you said the most violent, like the, the droogs and stuff like that. Like that's why all that other stuff got knocked out. Uh that's so then the Rose of Dogs gang. Yeah, they're bad people, but they were they were very slick and cool. But my number one from one of my favorite movies of all time. The Wolverines, led by Jed Eckert, because they were all about killing commies. Wolverine's From Red, from Red Dawn. That was my favorite uh, gang. Very nice. And if you said TV, it would have totally been the dreadnoughts for yeah. five, four, three, two, and one. Just saying.
1: Go on. Um, I can go ahead and do mine. We'll let Jimmy we'll let Jimmy and his uh his his Patreon list go uh go towards the end. Sounds good. I um. I tried to go a little bit more um actual gang gang with my choices. Um so at at number five, I I had to put in the axe gang. Oh yeah, because there are, I I had no idea there were so many axe gangs. It's not just <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle. There's like there's like eight different movies that have an axe gang.
0: There's a gang oh, of guys gang that of- just spray themselves
2: an axe. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they wear a lot of body mm. spray. <laughs>
1: Which is worse than the actual axe gangs that used hatchets? Yeah, but they, there were there were there were like eight different movies that had axe gangs in it. I was like, oh, all right, well that's kind of prolific. So they they go in there. At number four, uh, I'm probably gonna put it because I don't I don't think the movie went very well for them. But you know they were they were kind of iconic for their time. I'm gonna put the Warriors.
2: Warriors. Ding,
1: ding, 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 Hell ding, yeah. ding. <laughs> so that's my number four at number three and <laughs> number three is my comedy entrant because they gave us one of the greatest chants I still remember and that's Los Locos. <laughs> uh, from let's, short let's see if I circuit two can you give it to me Greg let's logos kick your ass uh-huh.
2: let's logos kick your face yep. let's logos kick your balls into outer there space you nice. go. <laughs> I have not seen that movie since it was in the theater and los I remember that los locos
1: kick your ass los locos
0: kick your face los locos kick your balls into outer space
2: I forgot about them completely first of all <laughs> But not their chant, apparently. That's crazy.
1: Los Locos. They're my number three. At number two, really cool gang. One that everybody wanted to be a part of. The T-Birds from Greece. I hate that movie. I know. Beautiful movie. (laughs) You guys are just bitches. Um, (laughs) But at number one, they were never actually... Well, I think they may have been referred to as a gang. But I am going to say the, butt gang. the Lost Boys. Ah. The Lost Boys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keeper Sutherland's gang in The Lost Boys. Absolutely. They're my number one.
0: I'll go ahead and go with a listener list. Ooh. And that listener. And who is it? That is Matt Jubels. He's been on the show before. His list, number five. Counting down are the Droogs from Clockwork Orange. Mm -hmm. Number four, the Magnificent Seven from the Magnificent (laughs) Seven. Number three are the Greasers from the film The Outsiders. Number two, the Goonies, our favorite child gang from the Goonies. And number one, a slightly older child gang, Cobra Kai karate Mm. sliding in here is another list from the previously mentioned patron of unusual size alec alec's top cool gangs are number five the warriors number four the lost boys number three the greasers from the movie the outsiders number two the cmb cash money brothers from new jack city and number one the ex-presidents from Point Break. Thank you guys so much. Nice. Nobody had the Scooby gang. No. Huh? No, nobody did, including <laughs> myself. My number five. Five is going to be the Crazy 88. From yes Kill sir. Bill, huh? Number four, the Greasers from The Outsiders. Number three. Okay. The Living Dead oh, from God, Psychomania. Really? Yes, really. Number two, The Warriors. Number one, Wolverines
1: from Red Dawn. Nice. Man. I'm surprised I'm the only one that had the Lost Boys. <laughs>
2: I like, well, I would have. It was in my others, but I, I try to keep to the ones that were largely like heroic, cool, like cool and heroic. Yeah, except for the reservoir dogs, but even, you know, one of them was a cop. But so that, that's what I want with that.
1: So if you'd like to send us any of your lists, or if you'd like to reach out and talk to us and send any hate mail to Greg. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the give me five podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at give me five pod, or you can email us directly give me five podcast at gmail.com. Please guys, as always, leave us a review, whatever podcast app you're using. It helps us stand out. It helps other people find us and we'd love to have a little bit more participation. So send us your lists, send us your questions. And as Greg was saying, perhaps we can include some listeners in future episodes. Perhaps if you're curating an episode, maybe we could even have you on. Yeah.
2: And if you want to find all of this stuff at the same location, you can go to our website, GiveMeFivePodcast dot com. Everything is there. What? No, nah, I said
1: shit. I forgot that.
2: <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Yes, you forgot to talk about the give me five podcast.com or give me five podcast.com or is it the give me five podcast.com.
0: podcast.com.
2: yeah, okay, see, it's give, see, there you go. Now you guys have no reason to forget it because you've just heard us say it five times. Give so go there five podcast. Check out all our yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: And Rob, have you picked a movie for next week? All right, top secret it is. We will be watching Top Secrets.
0: So if you've seen it, let us know what you think. If you haven't, watch it,
2: and then let us know what you think. You should also watch Warrior Nuns, I'm just saying.
1: And we may discuss that. I, that's the that's the show I w- I had just started. I'm on episode three. I've watched the first two nice. episodes, and they're actually nice. really yeah. good. I've enjoyed them.
2: Yeah, I like them. Okay, so
1: thanks for listening.
2: Stop listening now. Go watch Warrior Nuns and Top Secret.
0: But it's called Warrior Nun. Take us out so of So if
2: you, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix.
0: Thanks for listening. Good morning. Good afternoon. And wash your damn hands.